0: I want to introduce Sam Moral to the pod and to you guys. Um, Hi, welcome.
1: Look, Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, dude. Listen, we had, I don't know if you remember this, but we actually had lunch um, in New York City, maybe six, five to six years ago. Where did we have lunch? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> All right, I, now I feel better. Okay, look, I don't <laughs> remember. It was, yeah. i w- this is before I got sober, so there was a lot of... A lot of dates and things. I it could have been four years. I everything in the last decade. I I just can't place time. And so you said before I, you got
1: sober, and this was lunch. So you had a real fucking problem for sure.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we did. Um, I was dating uh, a girl, and she was friends with Beth Stelling. And mm-hmm. then um, you were there, and we just I happened to uh, go along with her for this lunch with Beth. I remember Upper West Side. Okay, that sounds. That sounds good. Yeah, great. Yes? I know. And, um, and I was like, oh man, this guy's so nice. And uh, (laughs) I asked you what you did and you're like, oh, I do stand up. And I was like, oh, great. And then I remember, um, looking you up and I was like, you know, I, I think there was, uh, there wasn't a whole lot on YouTube back then, I think. But, um, I remember thinking your jokes were super funny and I love your, your like sort of dry delivery. And, I don't know if you guys know, but if you're watching this, he just has, uh, had a stand-up go up on, on comedy central's YouTube channel. It's called, I got this. I watched it when it came out. Um, I rewatched it today. It's like, it's as airtight as a special as I've seen in so long. There's like so many, there's so many bangers in it. If I can say that. And, um, (laughs) It's you're, you're, you're so good. And that comes from
1: performing at a lot of strip malls where uh, (laughs) the seats are papered and no one gives a fuck about you. So you're like, this better be decent. You know,
0: it was great, dude. And um, it was so nice to see that a guy that I actually did meet who was nice in person. um, Thank you, man. It's at two and a half million views. And then I've been seeing you all over. I I listened to your Marin interview. I just like, congrats on everything. Um, Thank you. It's your time, I'm sure you've worked hard for it and it's been a long time coming, but um, you know, it's really, really cool to see. Thanks, and, man. Uh, yeah, and the reason I brought you on is because I saw you, you, you made a tweet about, something about how you loved The Sopranos. Best show like, of all Whoa. time,
1: I think. I don't, I don't think it's even close. I, I, I respect your taste, if you like The Wire, if you like Breaking Bad, those aren't my, in my wheelhouse. I think they're great shows, but like I'm a Sopranos guy, I like, uh, I like Mad Men. Yeah, I like yeah. Uh, you're sophisticated. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, but well, the creator
2: uh, of Mad Men was one of our writers, so that makes yeah.
1: sense. Yeah, oh yeah, such a great sh- and Draper and Tony Soprano. There's like I think there's some similarities, even totally. though they're so different. But yeah, I, I think the Sopranos is like my girlfriend makes fun of me. Taylor will say uh, she'll be like, "You're a psycho because you watched that before bed." <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> but it but you know what it's so good that like I can't watch a horror movie before bed, but the Sopranos, the writing and the acting, everything's so good that I can just I can watch it and it kind of just brings me peace. Do you ever do that? Yeah. Like yeah. I watched On the Waterfront the other night and Taylor's like miserable. She's so fucking sad. But I'm I feel like wow, what a that was great. I feel good, you know? Yeah, Brando, you so accomplished something. <laughs> yeah.
2: Does he do it for you, Cass?
1: Oh, Brando's
0: my guy, dude. Is he? <laughs> Yeah, like especially in um, a streetcar named Desire, when he's eating those lunch meats and he's in that like white tea that he's busting out of, and he's just like, kind of just like saying his li- his lines seem to be getting in the way of him eating cold cuts, but like the way he does it, I mean, he's just he's he's oozing sex. I got no problem yeah. saying it. The, the guy was just so so good, um, yeah. and everyone else in the movie. And I think it might have been like this, and on the waterfront too. Everyone else is still doing a very classical presentational style of acting, and he he can't he comes in and you're like, oh, that guy is that guy,
1: like, right? So mm. yeah, we watched we had the YouTube because Taylor's like he was in uh, he was in Guys and Dolls. I was like, well, I want to see Brando sing, you know. And then of course the first comment is like, I came here to see Brando sing, and it's it's just <laughs> as Brando. He's just like doing that voice, which I can't yeah. do, but. It's it's funny when you like be get to a place where like, same with Nicholson, you just become like more Nicholson, you become yeah. more De Niro, you right. get to a certain place where you're like, oh, you just become like a caricature mm-hmm. of, of what you were, you know? Yeah. Same with Denzel Washington, like every fucking movie now, like he does that like training day thing where he's like, my man. And you're yeah. like, that's, that doesn't work for fucking flight. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it works for a training day. It doesn't work for everything, you know? Right.
3: Did you hear the audio of uh, Robert De Niro when his car wasn't there to pick him up? No.
2: No, what is it?
3: Recently,
0: or is it older?
3: I think it's older. He he was, I think he had to go to court or something. And he went in, and when he came out, there was all paparazzi, and he thought he was going to do the move where, like, you walk out of the building, you walk right into the car. And he walked, Mm -hmm. like, went to where the car was, and the car's not there. Uh So he gets his phone out, and he calls the driver, and it's a scene from Casino. Like he's like, I told you to sit right in front of the courthouse. And he's like, he's like, I don't, you can't hear the other guy's side. So it's even funnier. And he's like, I don't care if they chase you away. You tell them who you are and who you're waiting for. And he does the whole thing. And, and all the paparazzi are there
1: getting every second. Oh, no. uh, it's amazing. <laughs> the best acting he's done in years. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: I, I got to shake his hand Whoa. Um, mm-hmm. one time. And I, I, fucked it up i botched a handshake it was um it was like this breakfast at like tribeca i was for some reason i I was a judge in the short film section one year at tribeca like one of the dumbest decisions they've they've ever made to have me there and there's a, a breakfast that they do with every all the judge everyone involved and uh jane rosenthal who produces a lot of uh you know movies with um, Scorsese, she did the Irishman most recently. Oh, nice! She's walking me around. She's super nice. She's walking me around. That, and girl, like, that hey, movie wanna... gave my
1: girlfriend a UTI. It cost me <laughs> sex for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half hours. We saw it in the theaters. I'm sorry to interrupt your story, but no, I no, no, it's a good I movie. The I don't know. It, yeah.
0: It was long. I think me and uh, me and my girlfriend's brother went to go see it, and we like made sure to like not drink anything two hours before. <laughs> you know, we we had to plan around the movie. But she's yeah. she's parading me around this this breakfast, and she goes, "I want to introduce you to Bob." I was like, "Bob," and I see I see Robert De Niro, and then uh, and she goes, "Bob, this is Cassim. He you know he's one of the judges, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, and wow. he didn't really say much, and then he shakes, puts his hand out, and I grab it, but I grab like the tips. Like this. Oh. And then I go, oh, and then I, I re-engaged for a real one. I, but uh, mid it was like like this. Uh, uh, ooh. You blew. It. I fucking blew totally. It. And I, I think about it every day. And he probably
2: uh, does too.
0: <laughs> did you, you blew- Did you um, work any day? I saw you in the Joker. It was so funny because I was like, you were in the movie The Joker and then uh, you were one of the comics in the movie and then I was like, oh, that's Gary Goldman. I know Gary Goldman. But then I was like, oh, that's Sam Morrell. Like, and my girlfriend's like, who? I mean, this was months ago.
1: Yeah. So and, was everyone else. So like, why yeah, did they say like, his name? I was like, no, oh, this
0: guy Sam. He's super for funny. For some reason,
1: Todd Phillips just kept my name in. I'm like, that made no. I, I appreciate <laughs> it. It makes no sense. Why? <laughs> well, how it.
0: did that? How did that happen? Um, did you? Uh, do you know Todd, know. or did he just approach you? What? what no, what
1: I didn't know him at all. But uh, I, I think he just saw a clip, and he, he, as you said, Gary Goldman, who's a brilliant stand-up, watches yeah. HBO special if you haven't seen on uh, the Depression. The Great Depression. Oh yeah, my so God. Good. It's, incredible but uh yeah. Gary's Gary's been a friend of mine for many years and Gary and I are, are pretty tight so it's weird that uh you know Gary Gary like weirdly kind of changed my career in a lot of ways cuz I opened from on the road and he got me a, an audition at the comedy cellar he got me my first manager he's such a great guy and and weirdly were the two guys that he that he went to for for stand up in the movie and I I they said Todd Phillips is going to call you but I was like all right and then he, he <laughs> kind have of been cooler he, you know he fucking was awesome. And uh, one thing I remember about the shoot was like, so I did like, they told me just do stand up from the 80s, just make it like your act, but the 80s. So I was like, all right. So I did different material every take, cause I don't want the crowd to have to fake it. You know, sure. that'd be weird to me yeah. if they're fake laughing, you know, I, I'm sure some people do that, but for me, I'm not an actor, I'm a comic. So it would it yeah. would weird me out. And uh, so I remember I did one joke, <laughs> <laughs> about uh about how my ex would say uh you made me come that was like the one well, part of the joke is like how she would like give me credit for the orgasm but then the whole joke was like then she be like all right stay still and i'd be like all right and she's like all right i just came and i'm like that was me <laughs> that was the, so you know so remember i did that and todd like every joke killed and that was one that bombed and todd phillips came in he's like he's like hey, no more of that and i was like, oh. <laughs> like i don't know what that is just like sex jokes i was like all right and then uh but the crowd was expecting me to suck. So they were pretty juiced. They were pretty hot. And uh, and then I also remember Joaquin Phoenix like comes over and I'm like, I don't know if I talk to this guy, what do I do? You know? Right. He, his whole thing is he goes up and bombs after me. So that was so yeah. fucking weird because uh, it was scary. It, like it, I had like nom flashbacks to when I did open mics and you see these unhinged people walk in and you're like, yeah. I guess um, I gotta just yeah. sit and watch. Is this guy gonna shoot me after his fucking closer? You know? So uh then I Walking Phoenix goes on and it's creepy. It's great, he's great in it. And then uh he starts chatting me up and he was like, you know, I really like your stand-up. I was like, oh wow, in front of everybody saying this, being very friendly, and I don't know if he's like gonna, he's one of those like method actors or what and He's like, I really like it. He's like, you you know, most comics are desperate and you're not. And my first thought was like, dude, you're an actor. That's like the most desperate. Like, <laughs> you're like, we're all desperate. Well, All of us are oh, desperate. Boy. Oh, boy. But I think he just meant like you keep it like, for the most part, pretty silly. You know, like, yeah, right, I get that. But yeah, I mean, he's he crushed that movie. He's amazing. He's, he's am. the movie, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I remember um, when I was like kind of following that movie and uh, I was like, I remember like a year before when they announced or, you know, however many months before they announced Joaquin was going to do it. I'm like, that's like one of the f- handful of guys that can really make this work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he did a press tour for this movie, the sisters brothers that he was in, mm-hmm. um, before, but he was currently shooting Joker and he like was doing this presser, <laughs> trying to answer questions about this movie that he already did, but he was already in full Joker. Mo- he was all skinny his hair was like in a like weird ponytail. He was yeah. not into it at all, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this dude's committed to whatever he's doing right now. He doesn't give a shit about whatever he just did." This movie has isn't to.
1: that great though that he just yeah. gets to be an asshole, and we're like, you know, "Like this guy's committed to his he's craft." Good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. <laughs>
0: what totally. What a great gig. That he's is. earned
1: that. We don't give we don't give that fucking benefit of the doubt to Rob Schneider. You know, maybe he's we do maybe not. he's prepping for a role. You know, poor guy. <laughs> Uh-huh. that's
2: uh
3: on uh your mom's house tom and christina's podcast they talk about how like actors get away like where if stand-up comedians try to talk the way that actors talk like they not only would they not be accepted by fans all the other stand-ups would hate them you know where like with actors it's like oh you yeah you could just you could get away with so much
1: yeah it's true they uh- I I swear to God, sometimes I'll see them go on like any any like interview show. I'll see them go on if I'm doing like a late night appearance and I'm like, please be funny because I've seen people. I had to follow like Cory Booker once on The Tonight Show and I was like, (laughs) oh, my God, I have to follow Hope. This is brutal. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes they just think, uh, he's at least a good public speaker, but he's not me. He's not what I'm doing. So right. I remember I followed, I followed a couple actors on those things where it just takes the energy out of the room sometimes because they're just, some of them are prepped for that stuff and th- some of them just aren't, you know? You know, yeah.
0: people like Corey... Their, their job in a lot of ways is like the antithesis of what a standup does. Yes. Their job is to always say the right thing, right? That's like, true. What can I say that will offend like the least amount of people mm-hmm. and then also get people to like think I'm a good guy, regardless of whether <laughs> he is or not. Standup is kind of like what, what can I say that's like utterly wrong and ridiculous, but still, still make it funny or still get people on my side. It's kind of. That's a terrible booking, you know what I mean? But yeah. also, there's a, there's a level of skill that a politician has to have that is not unlike stand-up, I think. Oh, yeah. Right? He
1: fought, he won my mom over in the green room. My mom was like, <laughs> Mr. Booker, what you're doing in New Jersey? I'm like, all right, Jesus. I mean, I, I, I just perform too, Mom, you know? Shit. Uh, but,
0: I, I heard you talk a lot about your mom um, yeah. and how supportive she is. And it's, yeah. it's so nice. But it's also, uh, you have had, like, an interesting sort of um, childhood. I mean, you're, you're you have a stepdad, but he's like kind of like your dad, dad because he's he was, my dad. Yeah, I, I yeah, call yeah. Dad. yeah, And then you have this sort of w- what sounds like a weird relationship with like your biological father.
1: Oh yeah, I
0: heard you talking about how you kind of like will run into him time to
1: time, but he lives in my area, which is weird. It's <laughs> like I should have just fuck. Like I got a good deal on a place, so uh, <laughs> I'm like, man, it sucks. So then I. He moved pretty close to where I live in the city, and then I just yeah we go to the like I was at the rec center and I saw him like he he was doing like physical therapy at the rec center and I just have to like run i was I go there to swim or play basketball sometimes yeah and you uh, have to run into him it's pretty awkward wow
0: i can't yeah I can't imagine um what that's like do you attribute that sort of like I mean, w- when did you start developing a sense of humor and was it like a, a like a coping mechanism or was was your mom funny?
1: Did you get Yeah, it my from mom her? is funny? She's a yeah. funny person and she's also got a good sense of humor and she's got a great laugh. So, you know, uh, I think I, better. Yeah, it's great. But she's also very proper. So I, I, I definitely rebelled against that where she she would be very, she would be like, Oh, Sam. And that would be like, Oh, that's funny if she's reacting like that, too. <laughs> so so I'd like find out right them. I remember I was listening to a Chris Rock album when I was a kid. And uh, she saw the CD player and I was laughing. And she she grabbed the headphone and started listening. and I just saw this look of horror on her face. And then, like thirty seconds later, she started laughing so hard, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that's how you know rock is a genius. Is that yeah. he can just he can push you away and then pull you right back in, mm. and and to push you away with a premise and then win you over with a punchline." I was like, "Oh, that's what I love about comedy." So that was like, so my mom is is definitely big for like I'll run jokes by her. I mean, I'll bounce bits on her because she's got a great sense of humor. So
2: that's so cool. I love that.
1: Yeah, she's very uh, she's very open minded.
0: For sure. Um, I think the timing with your special coming out during like the pandemic. I mean, it it's fucking awful, this whole pandemic thing, but like what a what a perfect moment to upload an hour stand-up special. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's craving content. Um, and now, and you can't really tour.
1: I imagine you're still not touring, right? It's brutal, man. I'm, yeah. I, I, I was the type of guy that would do like four shows a night in New York or, you know, God. I would try to do the road every weekend. I, I got addicted to it. I just kind of learned to love the road because I, I just thought it was the only way, you know, and I, I feel like my friends are that way too, is that, you know, it's not ideal to be in, on the road for four straight nights at a club. But I started to like it because I, I'd see the jokes grow and I'd see that, my material will get tighter, so I think it's important to to fall in love with the road if you're going to do this. But it does make it hard to be in a relationship or to uh, to start a family. So there there are drawbacks for sure.
0: Yeah, I, so I want to touch on that. You're you're dating Taylor Tomlinson, who's a very funny stand-up in her own right. What? How? I mean, I was always told to stay away from comedians. You Me know? too, man. Um, I
1: fucking I'm an idiot. I I guess I just like like, you know. I, i've dated a, a one comic before as you said before and and you know taylor's great and she's so uh she's so smart and funny i was kind of drawn to her act because she's uh you know i saw her i think on fallon or cone i think fallon first and she crushed it she has such tight jokes and i was like man i just respected her so i just wrote her a message like what a great set like so tight like keep up the great work or something like that and it was just you know i i didn't she was, in, I think, engaged at the time. I wasn't, like, trying uh-huh. to slide into her DMs. I was just, like, fucking great. I, I love comedy, you know? Uh, so then, yeah, I ended up just, it just happened kind of organically. It wasn't like I was trying to. but, uh, But she is, I think she's, fucking adorable and, and hilarious so why would well, i why would good. i not try
2: why do they why do they say to not date a comic what's cuz you got
1: to i mean it sucks to be on the road and you're sitting in the okay. green room and you see that person's face like coming next week and you're like fuck you know <laughs> i got to see that face for the rest of my life that's a bummer it's a oh small hell, world. you break up yeah yeah uh, I mean, oh, okay, okay okay it's a small world and we all work the same rooms and like god like all of us are going to be at the comedy cellar like out here maybe the comedy store. you have to see faces and and if it and if it and also like you know it's good I think in any art form comedy music acting whatever to have a little mystique and and maybe not have everyone know every fucking bad thing about you and I'm sure everyone knows that about me now so there's (laughs) you know there's there's better things but
0: yeah I mean Jamie you've dated actors before do you find that that rule applies or um 'Cause you, you ended um, up marrying a
1: baseball player. I mean
2: Yeah, I I only I only dated one actor ever. In I it.
1: know him. He's he's a buddy of mine.
2: He's 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 great. <laughs> he's but he's he like, he's not like like Jerry's like uh he's like a dude. Like he to me was like a guy I grew up with, like a New York dude. Like I so it didn't feel like he's not very actory. I don't know. Not at
1: all. Yeah, yeah. No. I don't think so. So only guy who loves the Knicks as much as me, too.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, he loves the Knicks. And the giants. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. I think I was, I think, uh, after Jerry, I became kind of like a cleat chaser. So I was like clearly always into like guys that are into sports.
0: Cleat chaser. That's, yeah. that's a thing, huh?
2: Apparently. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, you
1: can, you can go by, room. you can go by profession, but you can't go by race. That's when it gets fucking <laughs> iffy. Right.
2: No, no. Straight, <laughs> straight profession.
0: <laughs> um so you've been you've been in la this whole time like since the pandemic it's Is it the longest
1: in my life that I've ever not been in new york it's insane uh-huh. and and it's been like one thing after another like, Dude, my fucking agent just got fired while she's on maternity leave and I'm like, Oof. "Guy, are you kidding me?" Jesus. So I'm, I'm here I'm getting I'm getting like all these phone calls from like random I'm like, "Fuck. LA. Let me ignore. Let me fucking hide. I don't want to I just want some stability in my life. I just want to hide for a few days." Yeah. And uh Yeah, I've been here for like so it's been almost 3 months I think. I I came here after a weekend in Michigan and I just planned like so my plan was I was here in February to do some podcasts and stuff to promote the special. And uh, I told Taylor, like, you owe me. I've been in L.A. a lot. You got to spend some New York time. And she said, I'm totally like, we were going to do a couple months in each coast and just keep doing that. And, and we were both cool with that. And here I am for like the last three months now. So Ugh. Crazy. But it's all right. I mean, it's probably I'm better off. I live in a studio in New York and she's got a two bedroom here. So yeah. for, for quarantine. are you guys all in L.A.?
2: Yeah. I was talking to a friend in New York yesterday though, and she said it's just so weird to be in a city like New York City and there's nothing to do. Like even if she wanted to go outside, like there's there's nothing to do in New York City.
1: Like yeah, you don't live in New York for the apartment. You live, no. you live for the other stuff, you know? Exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
1: But well, uh, what do you
0: guys what do you guys do? I mean, have you had a chance to get out or you guys I, I can see you started a podcast together. By the way, it's called This Is Important to Me. It's a movie podcast that you do. Yeah. Oh, that's
2: awesome. Where they well, you each know,
0: pick their own movie each week. It's and, relatable. Yeah. It's yeah. It's,
1: uh, it's cause we're new ish couple and we both uh yeah we're doing that thing we're like this movie's important to me and so you should see this movie and then you know every once in a while we're like cheating I've seen way more movies than her because I'm seven years older than her but uh she you know I'd never seen Harry Potter so that was a that was a popular one or like Mm -hmm. there's so yeah I I just never got I was I was like I don't give a shit you know if you read the books I get it but I never read the (laughs) books and then uh but Movies like that, everyone wanted to do a John Wick episode, so I was like, all right, she's watching John Wick, you know? Just made her watch Midnight Run, which is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. uh, it's, we're watching some great movies. I made her watch Chinatown, and she was furious with me. <laughs> she was like, it's that? It's just going to end like that? I'm like, yeah, that's the movie. She, I was like, what do you think? She, like, comes back to life? You know what I mean? Like, it's over. <laughs> it's fucking done.
0: Things were different, dude. There was a lot of, like, Jack Nicholson slapping her around. Uh, I know,
1: you know, and uh, the good
2: know, old days. I was just, like, when you, you could,
1: now. you know. When but you those could. movies, but movies in the seventies would just end, and you're like, I guess that's. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's crazy. It was just a guy would get like shot in the face, and it'd be like the credits, and you're like, all right, I guess.
3: <laughs> Plus, COVID is bringing domestic abuse back. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. true. Not,
1: not here. She's fucking. It's bringing emotional abuse back, but not domestic.
2: <laughs> What's the, said, uh, sorry? Go ahead, go ahead Jamie. Sorry. I was going to say, what a great concept for a podcast. I love that because my husband gets frustrated with me. I've, I feel like I've barely seen any movies and we have two small children. So like my window's very small at night, but I feel like once we're they're a little older, like I can't wait for him to make me watch all the movies that he's constantly talking about. What is he, about.
1: what is he, what is he pushing on you?
2: Um, what's he pushing on me? I mean, the last thing he, honestly, the last movie he got me to watch that I'm ashamed to say I never saw was Point Break. Wow, wow.
1: Mm-hmm. okay.
2: But that was like, a that was pre-quarantine. Now I literally have like an episode of television at night and I'm done.
0: Yeah. That's Lori Petty in Point Break, right?
2: Yes, it is.
0: Oh, you know, shit. sometimes I'll see her in Venice Beach. Uh, I don't know if she's on the wagon, off the wagon, but uh, <laughs> she's she, she's she's a character. She's a character. Is she and, like
2: talking to herself? What's, what are you talk, What do you mean?
0: Well, you know, my, bro- I remember, well, I mean, it
1: doesn't sound good. This no, doesn't sound like
0: my brother has a story where, um, she freaked out on him on the boardwalk and, yeah. uh, he didn't know it was her. And then somebody pulled him aside. He's like, yeah, that's Lori Petty. He didn't know who that was. Oh, and man. I'm like, yeah, he came and told me about it. I'm like, yeah, that's a chick from point break. Like, super I thought she was super cute and hot in that movie and uh he's like dude I don't think she's doing so hot and I hate to like start rumors about actresses <laughs> but guys she needs our help she's not going that well yeah um, well, what would your
2: brother do to get yelled at
0: well he was <laughs> I question. think I don't know if the, I don't want to out anyone in the, whatever program that they're in but I think uh you know it, it might have had something to do with a meeting that they were both at okay oh shit. I have no idea
1: so she's trying
0: I think, I think she tried. I think she tried.
1: Um, This city will fucking break you, man. This is a, I mean, this city is like isolating as hell. Like I, I, in New York, there's like a sense of community or there was pre pandemic. Like you ride the subway with people, even like, even fucking Bloomberg when he was the mayor would like, be like, let me at least have the illusion that I'm one of you. And we know you're not, but thank you for pretending, (laughs) you know? And and out here, it's like you're in your own car, you're you're in your own space. Now it's like everywhere's like that. But but I always felt that like this is the place to go insane. Sure. Oh yeah. I mean, this is Sunset Boulevard. You know, this yeah. is fucking this is where it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, I mean, never realized until I was like, until I got sober-ish, like twenty-seven or something, that in New York City, the best part is like if you're bored or if you're whatever, you could just grab the keys off the counter and just go. Like, you don't have to be like, okay, do you want to meet at 8 o'clock? And I have, oh, do we get a table? It's like, grab your keys, go, you come home four hours later, and you're like, man, what a great Saturday that was. Like, I literally just, I walked, all of a sudden I was in front of my friend's apartment, I called him, he came down, we grabbed coffee, and it's like, that that was a great day. We're in LA, it's so much more, you know, you kind of have to plan stuff, because other people plan shit, you know,
1: because you have to. Planning is exhausting, isn't oh. it? Don't you just feel so? You ever have a friend who's like, "What are you doing two weeks from Tuesday?" And I'm like, "Fucking kill me!" <laughs> it's like that's. It, I feel like I'm drowning when I hear that. You know, I actually or, nothing,
2: nothing makes me happier when the other when somebody texts me and cancels plans.
1: Oh, it's the best. <sighs> they yeah. become
2: my favorite person instantly. <laughs> like, do you mind? Yeah. Like, no. Thank
1: you. I was on a phone call with a friend that we were FaceTiming and we, and we got disconnected. And neither of us called the other one back and it felt good. I was like, that's <laughs> like a closeness. that. That's, you a know. Good, yeah. that's
2: a good friend right there. It
1: yeah. is. Yeah, it felt, it felt good. And uh, I have friends that like will make plans. I'll make plans with friends like let's see a movie Wednesday and they just don't, they don't like we agree to see a movie Wednesday and then neither of us text the other one. And that's mm-hmm. like to me, like that is what a friend is. It's someone that you can just. <laughs> you almost just like knew the other one was like, I'm fuck. I can't, I can't yeah. do it. So I love people like that.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's, what's just, so great about doing a podcast with people is you don't feel the need to make plans. Cause you know, you're like, Oh, Thursday we're doing the podcast. So why are we going to be like, Hey, Tuesday, do you want to make, you know, like I, I still make the mistake sometimes of like thinking I want to make plans with someone. So I'll make plans with someone. I'm like, a, week from now and then like i'm actually okay with it if it's on a wednesday i'm okay with it until like tuesday night and then (laughs) tuesday night it really hits me where i'm like god what i hate you
1: for doing this to
3: us you know like I i get really mad at myself you
1: don't you think you just you just think worst case scenarios Right. Yeah, like yeah. You, <laughs> it, you don't think like, it's going to be a nice day catching up. You're like, fuck, this person's just going to talk at me. You know? Yeah.
3: I'm like, I have to put pants on and sneaker like socks, then sneakers, then my shirt. Like, What are but what
2: are shoes, by the way? I kind can, of can't remember. <laughs> I mean, I have one pair of shoes that I keep wearing to go for like a bike ride with my kids. Other than that, I don't know anything about shoes at it's,
1: all. It's overwhelming now because you know, I have people coming out of the woodwork that are like, we should catch up, and I'm like, we didn't talk for the last fifteen fucking years, but because of Zoom, people are like, well, we can. It's like lunch, and there's no commute, so just do it. And, you know, right. But but it's still it's still draining, you know.
0: Socializing yeah. is draining. Over and again. Me. When this whole <laughs> thing started, I feel like everyone's like, yeah, let's hop on Zoom. Like, what are you doing from eight to nine? Let's hop on Zoom. And then like now. We're making it clear, like, yeah, just thirty minutes. Like, we can't do any more than thirty minutes because I think people are realizing, like, it's kind of tough to talk to somebody for an (laughs) for an hour and
1: to keep the conversation going. It's brutal. And I'll yeah. tell you, like, I'm doing like, I did like a college friend zoom where we, we all zoomed at the, and I just feel like all the things are reminiscing about are things that I missed out on because I was just doing stand-up every night. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, remember Doug's wedding? And I'm like, no, I fucking no. couldn't yeah. get out of it. Get- it just makes me sad. I'm just like, I guess I just missed out on life. Cause I had to do, I felt like if I took one a night off for one thing, I couldn't do it for another thing. I just feel like I had to okay. just say no to everything to, to get anywhere in this. Cause it just, there's so many funny comics, so I, I feel like I had to just keep, to never take a night off.
3: Well, where like, do you- Doug's wedding? You're like, yeah, I was at the Chuckle Hut in this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so fucking sad, some of the gigs I've been at. I really think like, I, I swear to God, I say strip mall and people laugh. And I'm like, no, it's really a fucking strip. I really am performing at strip malls like most weekends.
0: They're, uh, yeah, I, I did. I did stand up for like two years before I got on YouTube, but it was like the roughest two years of my life. <laughs> But I remember one of them was a Chinese restaurant and yeah. uh, and there was a piano in it and they moved the piano five feet over and then they would um, put up a curtain. But you could still see everyone eating Chinese and their their whole gig was like, hey, when you're done eating your dinner, if you want to come over here for a couple of drinks, we have stand up happening. And like a, maybe a few people would trickle in and then maybe peek their. Every once in a while, you see somebody <laughs> peek their head over the curtain and just and just go and, change and your and mind. Leave yeah that's
1: Um, a lot of people don't know this but a lot of they would have gigs called ambush gigs which is where it's exactly what it sounds like the the audience didn't know there'd be a show you'd be in like a (laughs) restaurant they'd be like here's like whatever money just go up and just do comedy and but this is not good for anybody. You know what I mean? Like I'm on stage, <laughs> like what's wrong with you people? And they're like, we don't yeah. know. Like we didn't come to see a fucking comedy show. We're trying to have a conversation. You know, Yeah. there's no winners. It sucks. Uh, it's a I, I
2: think what you do is the hardest thing in the it's world. Not. No, it's not. well, I just more like, I think I just, I really bow down to stand-up comics. Cause I think it takes a level of bravery and intelligence <laughs> and, and wit and like,
1: it's also fun as hell. With,
2: I, I'm sure. I'm sure when it's, it, it's probably the greatest thing in the world when it's working, and I'm so glad to see it working well.
1: For I you. think acting to me would, would terrifies me so much more because, like, you're waiting on other people so much. You, you, so the auditioning part just ma- would make me insane. Like, I, I, I read some of these things. I, like, I, I feel like they are like thinking no to me the second I walk in. They're like, look at this fucking <laughs> idiot. He he walked in wrong. Like, I feel like I have no. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing on these auditions, so you know.
0: Yeah, I I sometimes will talk to people, um, and I and some of my actor buddies, and I'll ask them about like auditioning because it's 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 such a thing. I'm so bad at it, and I like to hear what a, what a good one sounds like and how like people book the roles that they booked. And sometimes you'll get like somebody who will say like, yeah, I just went in there. I pulled out a pack of cigarettes. I lit it, I pulled my pants down and I slapped my dick on both thighs and then walked out and then I got <laughs> the role. And it's like, I'm walking in, I'm like shaking, I'm nervous. I don't know what hand to put the script. You know, it's like, should I read my line? Then look up and react. I mean, some people, uh, I think your it's-
2: buddy, Tony just came on and was like, I booked the two biggest roles of my life by literally shoving my asshole in their faces. Yeah. Like bare asshole.
0: It is a skill that I, I do not possess.
3: You say Damn. like walk in wrong. I swear I walked into an audition one time and there was a chair like where the X is, where the camera's pointing at. And I sat in the chair and the woman's like, oh, you want to sit? Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, but, the, but I and I go to stand. She's like, no, if you want to sit, you could sit. And I'm like, I, probably, I felt like as, as if like, oh, you're not going to give a great performance because you just sat in the chair. Like you fell for the thing, you know?
1: Oh, I, I remember I, uh, I auditioned for Amy Schumer's movie, Trainwreck. And Amy, like, probably helped me get the audition. She's a friend, and she's done a lot for me. And I was reading with my friend, and he was like, dude, you got to stand out. You got to go off the rails. So I was playing, like, the guy. I was playing, like, this guy she had a one-night stand with in the audition. And he was like, take your shirt off in the audition and just fucking riff. And I was like, yeah, I should do that. <laughs> I fucking did it. The The casting woman looked at me like... Huh. Okay. Thanks. And and I told I told a friend of mine I did that. He goes, "Are you out of your fucking mind? You <laughs> took your shirt off." And, and I was I like, it. "Oh yeah, I don't have like a good body, so I thought it would be funny. It's not yeah. like I'm. If I'm it's, not, if I, it's not like I'm ripped. You know what I mean? So, so my my friend who egged me on, he only gives me horrible advice. he's oh. like the, he's and I I know that now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You look like
0: you'd have a very hairy chest too. Uh, it's
1: it's a fucking mess. I'd it's love like, to I'd
0: love to run my fingers. It's just through. like,
1: and I got a tattoo that says Yugoslavia lives right here. And uh, I'm <laughs> kidding. I don't. I don't. I'm just hairy. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm a hairy guy for sure. Um,
0: what do you do? So okay, so say you come back to stand up. Oh, by the way, do you have any anything planned cuz I know some people like have dates in August and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, what
1: what's what's your plan there? Well, I canceled all of June already, which is brutal, but then I yeah. have I have Boston and uh Nashville in July and and I don't know. I mean, I could probably do Nashville. Boston is going to be a little more complicated, but Yeah. I'm just kind of nervous to get on a flight. I you yeah. know, I'm not I got really sick of a couple weeks ago. I got to get tested. I I I had like a fever of one hundred one. I'm such a coward. I mean, like I was. I would be like such. I was just thinking like, man, I'm in pain. I was just thinking like POWs and shit and people who are like really brave and are like, I won't talk. And I was like, I will tell anyone anything (laughs) for this to stop. But uh, yeah, and Taylor's taking care of me, and she was so. I was just thinking of people dying alone. Like that's what this is. This is it's the worst. It's horrible. So. Uh, I don't want to feel like that on the, I've been that sick on the road and it's, it's just hell. Maybe not that sick, but I've been sick on the road where like, I, I go on cause I have to, I mean, I did a gig in Springfield, Missouri a year ago at this little room, like near the Ozarks. It's it's so, it's like a great little secret room called the blue room. And, uh, and uh i was in the er i went straight from the er <laughs> to the gig because i was just like fuck it what else what am i gonna not perform i'm already here you know yeah. so i just did it with like a i just I, I, I was weak as hell i had some 24-hour bug that i was just dehydrated as hell i couldn't really i had to sit down but the crowds were so good that it didn't really they kind of they could see how weakened i was and they were like let's let's fucking be here for them so <laughs> which is not what you want out of a crowd either like that they're that fucking <laughs> they're doing What's me they even a favor gonna-
2: are they even going to let like a regular size crowd into places? I mean, it's no. going to be so limited now. Right. I mean, it's going to be so fucking weird.
1: People who are playing theaters and arenas are going to suffer more, but then also maybe not because those are bigger. So you can space people out more. Right. Whereas I'm in clubs. All my dates coming up are in clubs and they're uh, it'll be interesting. I don't know what we're going to do. I kind of said, look, I'll do more shows a night because I I'm out of shape in comedy i need to i need to get my rhythm back and mm-hmm. and i'm down to do a couple of shows a night each night but uh and and do three or four nights but uh yeah i don't know august i i had a new york date at gotham i was pumped about uh and that we moved out to september might have to move it again you know i, I don't know what's going to happen and i feel like kind of an asshole going on social media and being like come see me in in nashville you know like is that ethical i don't, I don't know I don't
2: yeah. think, I, th- I mean, I, I like seeing things like that because I like the, you know, the idea that things are, you know, like the positivity of it and the things to look forward to and still talking. And if it gets postponed, it gets postponed. But I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with you putting that out there from, from my eyes.
1: Yeah. It's just weird to see some comics going out there and, and they're the Guinea pigs, you know, cause I, I also can't really right. drive. Like my, my, my agent before she was fired, was like, go to, go to Arizona. And I was like, how? Like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to walk? I'm not gonna get on a plane yet. And, uh, but then there's some people doing that. I saw like, you know, Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen are doing Texas this weekend, I think. And, you know, I guess they'll, you know, if anyone should go out, it's Brendan Schaub, who's like a former (laughs) fighter. Like that guy's probably got the best uh, immune system of any of us, so, you know.
3: But he said he was angry that people give him dirty looks when he goes into Starbucks with no
0: mask.
1: I think you should wear a mask. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, I, I think sure. if you're going to a place that serves
1: food, just wear the mask. Just and- wear a mask. Like, what? What? It's not hard. Just fucking wear a mask. Remember when they said wearing a mask didn't help? Yes. Like, all these people were like it actually doesn't help. And I was like, well, it can't hurt. Like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is like you're covering holes. Isn't that where it goes in? You know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I don't know. I, 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 could, I, I was on flights wearing them before this shit because I was always sick of. I was always nervous. Not every trip, but I, I always had my taylor was very nervous about this stuff cuz we would both get sick a lot just cuz we're on planes every, right. every I, I think right. before this hit we, between us we were probably in like six cities in the last like two weeks so wow. so we're always on planes so I, yeah. I, I was always i was always covering up if i could
3: i was living in vegas for a while and i had like a, a little packet when people would come visit me cuz i'd be like everyone who flies here gets sick everyone like if you're going on a plane for more than two or three hours you're, you're like more than 50 percent chance of getting sick and then like everyone's first days in vegas is always extremely crazy and unhealthy and, and i'm like trust me just take this vitamin c and this like ginger thing and, so, and people in my family are like oh this is disgusting and it, it, it's just take
1: it. i take that i take that stuff i go to Pharmaca. i take all that stuff i'm i'm crazy with that stuff and You know, I had friends making fun of me and now they're all like, wait, where do you get that?
2: Yeah, I was in
1: Michigan the week before it got really bad. And I found this little health food place and this fucking old man with a ponytail is like this COVID thing is bullshit. Take this. (laughs) Take these little tree bark tablets. And I was like, got it. Awesome.
0: (laughs) So um, you you're doing clubs and a lot of the dates you said you have are are clubs coming up. Um, Yeah. But also in the last like two, two months you've like, you know, definitely ascended into another level. We'll see. I I don't know. Well, yeah. So I want to know, like, (laughs) is that going to translate into ticket sales for you? Can you start playing bigger gigs? I mean, I'm I'm super interested in like the, the meta game of comedy and like watching people sort of break and like, you know, I mean, what can we expect?
1: I don't know. Cause all these agents are in the prestige and like bigger venues and theaters, but I, I really do love comedy clubs and there's something about like the reps and, and all my favorite comics were kind of like that. Like Bill Burr, I think played clubs as long as he could, you know, Dave Attell. Yeah. Is still I love in Dave clubs. Attell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like th- these guys are club rats. And I think like That's why I shot my special, I mean, my special before this was in a theater and, you know, Comedy Central paid for it to look really nice and all that. But uh, it's, I I feel more comfortable in a club and that's why I did it at the Comedy Cellar because I'm there so much that, why not just show, this is how I am normally. This is how I perform normally. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like, you know, throwing on a blazer and all this shit. It it just, I sometimes comics become something that's not them. And I think you just got to stay you as much as possible and, and sure. dress like you dress. And, you know, maybe like a little better if it's a special, but like, you know, some people are like, I'm going to be a suit comic. And I was like, fuck, I, the, the dry cleaning alone, it seems like a nightmare. Yeah. I'm not doing that.
0: Um, I I thought this, you did your last one at the cellar,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought it looked great, and there's something very like intimate about the seller. And
1: um, that was my own guys. I mean, we we got yeah, no offers on that, that one. So I I that was my camera crew. That was my set designer for my last special. It was I mean amazing amount. These people who I work with are just so great. Jason Katz directed it, and he just was like. He worked on some project with Mark Normand, uh, who also is a special out right now. That's Yeah, that you both, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, you both put out specials
0: um, on is, YouTube. And it's, so I wanted to ask, if I can interrupt you again, uh, do, is there is there like a strategy with going to YouTube versus like uh, another platform or?
1: I got got no bites, honestly. I got really no interest. HBO for a minute seemed interested and and Mm -hmm. they were like, let us figure it out for like two weeks and then they passed. And I think they kind of like more prestige type of picks. Like they want like... You know, Rami. You're like he's on HBO. Yeah, like Whitmer Thomas,
0: who had his mom die, and he built right. a whole act around it. Yeah, yeah. They right.
1: want a story, I think. And for me, the story yeah. is like this is just a guy who writes good jokes. <laughs> it's not like an interesting, it's not an interesting story, really. So, and I think same goes for Mark. So, you know, we had the same agent, and I think she tried for both of us, and, and God bless her. But you know, it's it's. I think for whatever reason, they're just like not into it. And and look, Mark's about to hit a million views quicker than I did. Mark's special is so great. And, uh, yeah. he's been one of my longest friends in the, in the business. So I'm I'm really happy for him. And, you know, hopefully we don't have to do it again. It's, it's, it feels good that, that we've gotten results, but also you're like, God, I mean, like how much do we have to fucking prove before someone just like takes a chance on us? You know, like the yeah. first one I went ahead without Amy Schumer, like no one would have yeah. bought it if she wasn't like I'm producing it. So so at a certain point, you're like, all the comics have helped me. When, when is the other side going to help? And, and hopefully the next one.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think you're lined up perfectly. I mean, it seems you like. You say
1: the, that I, I have no faith in the industry Yeah, yeah, at all. But like but, I, I
0: can, you can kind of see where you're positioned in, in the landscape and it's like, but also now, now you got to come up with an, another hour, right? Cause you put that I had, whole hour I was, down.
1: I had like a new 45. I was pretty happy with on the road before uh-huh. this hit. Oh Okay. And, and uh, and, and now I at right this moment I have zero because I'm gonna have to relearn that 45 minutes well how
0: long does it take you to to craft an hour because your specials I mean there's if you' were to compare it to a lot of others you just have just so many jokes um as opposed to like somebody who's just like more of a storyteller you know who can just like take a story and do 20 minutes on you know some guy at a grocery store or something like that I mean i, I appreciate your style just because i you're 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 hitting me like a lot, and they're all funny. I mean, everything that was in that special, there wasn't, there weren't any duds. There were just bits that were better, you know. And well, I mean? you know,
1: you cut and you cut. And here's the thing: like Netflix and HBO and all these places, for some reason, are like they're fixated on the hour model or the half-hour model. I put out a forty-seven or forty-eight minute special, and it's like, why can't it be what you feel it should be? I they don't do that right. with movies. They, yeah. they, they some places still do that with TV shows. I think people are obsessed mm-hmm. with. With, with, time, with time marks when it should just be whatever it is. Richard Pryor has an album that's like 34 minutes. Just put out what you think is good, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I had more material there, but I, some of it was like, I don't want to give all this material away for free. I'll save it for the next one. And then some yeah. of it I thought was like a little hacky and I could do better, so I dropped it. And then I just want to make sure nothing was done by anyone else. So I, you know, I went, you know, Norman is my buddy listened to the whole set. He was like, it sounds good to me. Maybe uh, Taylor, I think said maybe drop this one bit, but otherwise it sounds good. And then that was the plan. So, uh, I, I hope the next one can end up somewhere, but I'm also, you know, I don't want to wait around for other people to tell me I'm ready. And I think, you know, you said it's tight. I think it's just tight with a lot of jokes because you, you keep, Honing it in these in these club dates, so that that's mm-hmm. where that comes from.
3: So with yeah. Taylor, how do you make that move from like okay, she's a friend, or I see her <laughs> but like that first time where you're like, I'm I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this move.
1: I think we just started talking a lot. We just started like texting. She was at uh she was at a club. I was at another club, and and we're just like I was like, oh, I've never played that club, and she said, I've never played yours, and I think it just turned into like chatting, and then talking comedy and then talking some life stuff. And she was, I think at the last stages of, uh, of her separation from her fiance. So she would kind of make a comment about that here and there. And then uh, talking about that, I think I was like, is she talking to me about this? Like this is, I, I, and then I was like, is she flirting with me? I can't tell. But then I'm also like, she's a comic. You got to like, that's what, it, you know, right. you got to kind of pull back a little bit. Cause I don't want to fall Face first here. And then finally it just turned into uh, you know, talking on the phone. And then one night we talked on the phone for like seven hours. I was like, all right, I think she might like me. I'm that fucking I'm That's that the, fucking best. stupid.
2: That's the best when you just start dating someone and you just talk for hours. Yeah, I but
0: mean, it was like they don't know how shitty you are yet. And then Yeah, all now I'm like though. my
2: husband's like, Let's hang out today. I'm like, No. Those
0: guys really love that part of the
3: relationship.
1: It's great, man. And she's, she, so we kind of went there and then, you know, there were some speed bumps early on, but, uh, you know, she's such a fun hang, you well, know, What's it like
0: to get into an argument with a comic on a brutal. personal level? She's fucking,
1: she's a Jedi. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she really, uh, oh, man, I tried, I did a bit about this cause, uh, I, I, this is one of the last bits I wrote before the, uh, everything turned to shit but basically (laughs) i i said how every argument we have is like because we're both in therapy so every argument is like i hear you and (laughs) i appreciate where you're coming from like a seven hour argument and then uh i heard a guy in Times square say to his girlfriend shut up bitch and i was like that's not cool but he is crushing me in time management you know (laughs) so that was (laughs) that was the last bit i and and the truth is she's so she's been therapy for a long time and she's very aware. And, but like, damn, like every once in a while, like when I fuck up and we're on lockdown like this, I feel it. Holy shit.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh yeah.
1: But she's pretty, she's pretty fair and I'm, and I'm an idiot. So, you know,
3: you talked about on your special, uh, like hearing people, your neighbors argue. And that's like that. When I, when I realized, I realized that like, you know, 12 years old, I was going to be addicted to reality TV before it even came out. I intercepted someone's phone call. While I was on the phone with my friend. <laughs> and after like five minutes, my friend was like, oh, I stopped listening. I was like, I listened. the whole, <laughs> I, more like I would try and stand in that same part of the apartment. I was like, I just want that again. It was like listening to people talk. I think that's why I love podcasts too. It's like social interactions without having to be social.
1: Yeah. So true, and it's weird, right? Because sometimes I'll be on, like, I'll be in a restaurant, and you hate being that person who's sitting alone, and there's like a two people next to you, and you're like, "Oh, am I that asshole?" So it's rude to eavesdrop, but every once in a while, you're around lunatics, and you just can't look away, and and that's, I mean, that's what that bit is. I mean, that, that they brought that on themselves; they were just screaming like lunatics. It's and uh,
3: growing up in New York City, you're you just you're always around so many lunatics that when you get uh, hear it from like a foot away without them knowing you're lit. It's just, it's the dream for
1: me, you know? <laughs> it, it really is. It's pretty crazy. And uh, and that's what I miss about the subway. It's just like, you have your earbuds in, you're listening to a song and you see someone saying something crazy and you're like, fuck the music. This is this is the show, you know? Yeah. So I miss that. I and mean, when's the subway going to be back? You know, goddamn, it's like, it's such. It's something like that. Was the whole thing Taylor said? Like, are you going to take the subway when you're back in New York? And I was just yeah. like, I can't imagine a world where I don't. I don't know.
0: Yeah, Rob won't even Uber to my house. I asked <laughs> him to come over,
1: and he's like, nah, you won't I Uber? No, no. He won't Uber. I, I, I don't think I will either. Uh, not not
3: I, to go see Casim. I mean,
1: <laughs> if I had
3: to do something, you know, maybe if Jamie wanted to hang out or something important, you know.
1: Do you not drive either, Rob? I, I don't have a car
3: now. I don't drive. I hate it. I love Ubering. Is just the I love it so much.
1: (laughs) I'm the same way. I'm a. I can't really drive. So
3: you grew up in New York City too? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So you just like why would I? What schools did you go to?
1: I went to a school called Browning on uh, Upper East Side.
3: Okay, yeah, that's I grew up on Upper East Side.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Where'd you go?
0: I went to Wagner on 76. Oh my
1: god! Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh my god! That's wild.
0: Do you guys have like animal mascots in New York or is that just a California thing?
2: Rats. (laughs) Rats.
0: (laughs) I was the Banyan Bobcats. We were the uh, Sequoia. I had
2: had an animal on Long Island. We were the Jericho Jayhawks.
0: Oh, that's Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Growing up in New York City, none of the schools I ever went to had one single sports team.
2: None?
1: Yeah.
3: All public school. They never had any sports teams.
1: We had teams but we were trash. We were fucking yeah. we were just terrible. I mean, I was I was like one of the best players in the basketball team, which should tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> we we're terrible.
0: When's that uh, speaking of sports? It, when's it back? When's isn't the NBA season supposed to be entering what would normally be the finals?
1: Well Makes they have fun. these players conferences now and it's hilarious cuz like LeBron is one of the like the main guys and he's like we got to bring it back but it's like yeah you're 35 like this is the like right
2: <laughs> he, doesn't,
1: he doesn't give a shit if people get covid you know he's yeah. he's just trying to get another championship but uh I miss the NBA that's that's one of my main escapes is is basketball so I, I'm missing that
0: Yeah the Jordan doc's been really really great too good um, I mean you know, I, I I don't know. Once that's over, it's like, what else is there? You know, I, I don't know if there's like another sports legend like that. I would love to see one on Wayne Gretzky. I like hockey. Yeah. But um, Kobe. Know.
1: Kobe is the next one. You need yeah, like a, you need you need a Shaq and Kobe one because that's there's great drama there. And yeah. doesn't it feel like kobe died like five years ago it feels so long ago
0: when i walk down venice beach there's like a mural every two blocks there's a badly painted uh kobe bryant Mm -hmm. uh they just they don't know how to paint him in venice for whatever reason but it does feel like that happened this fucking year sucked but does feel like that that happened years ago yeah um i liked in the jordan Dock. i like seeing like Jordan's like yellow eyes, like you know, water up and tear up, you know. But like, you know, for the yeah, maybe water, you
1: shouldn't smoke five cigars a day. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if you're a pro athlete, you shouldn't smoke more cigars than Che Guevara. My girlfriend's you know?
0: like, "Is he sick?" I'm like, "No, he just he smokes." She's like, "How much does he smoke?" I'm like, "He always has a cigar, even in the show. He's got a cigar and a, like a, a glass of scotch or whatever right next to him."
1: Yeah, crazy. But even um,
3: the, the the like, I feel like it seems so long ago, like I, I water my plants every Saturday. And I feel like every time I turn around, it's time to water my plants again. Like I feel like somehow the week just completely yeah. gets yeah. away from me. I have no like TV shows. I'm like, I, I thought I just watched that. How's the new episode that like, it's it just, I used to be bad at knowing what day of the week it is. But now I'll find out that it's Tuesday at like 1pm. And then by 3pm, <laughs> I think it's Thursday. You know what yeah. I mean? I can't even grasp the once i know i can't grasp it
1: yeah so much of the day is a days now cuz it's like we're also disconnect we were disconnected before this cuz there's yeah. so much like looking at the phone and so much like disconnection from people but now we're like actually not connected yeah
2: nope yeah i don't turn on i mean my tv is only on for my kids or like whatever program we're going to watch at night but other than that i've stopped watching the news i have I have literally no idea what's happening. I feel like if it's something important, I'll find out somehow. Where
0: are you in the Soprano? She just—these guys haven't watched their own show, by the way. You've she never just seen started it. Started watching. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: is it just too hard to watch?
2: Um, I don't know if it's just that. I think it was. I think it was a little bit of that in the beginning, and then I think it was just um, uh, like I just never got around to it. Like I always meant to, but never did, and just you know. I I don't know. It just, it was the perfect timing because I feel like I'm at a place where I can really um, enjoy it as an audience and not like feel like, you know, dissect myself or have too many like memories of specific days. Like I'm getting reminded of scenes like, that I've completely forgot about. And I just, I'm taken aback of how funny it is more than anything.
1: It's the funniest show. I mean, it's, um, it is the funniest show.
2: Yeah. I'm almost through with the second season.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I can't believe it.
2: I know. We're, and you've we're, never seen it? He's never seen it.
1: I've never seen it. You have no curiosity?
2: No, I get it. And I've seen it. <laughs> I get it. I am. Yeah. I'm, I I'm
3: get not, it. not curious. like Because you know what's really... Honestly, if we didn't do read-throughs, I think I would have watched it by now. Uh,
2: I, like, I forgot everything, though. I'm watching it, and I had forgot everything. I, I forgot
3: everything, too. But it's just like, I have such... Like my memories of everything from *Sopranos* filming it, the award show—it's ch- all perfect. And it's like I don't want to go back and mess it up. I also don't want to watch like eighty hours of James because I think it would just be too tough. There's like there's a lot of reasons why I don't I don't want to watch it. Plus, I was I, get it. I was just so fat, you know.
2: <laughs> we we You're were adorable. We went through some stages, Rob. We went through <laughs> some stages. But yeah, we're really It's little. the best
1: show. I can't. I'm so glad you watch it. It's really like, yeah. I've, it's probably the show I've re watched the most, which is crazy because it's funny as hell, but it's not a comedy. It's just funny. No,
2: it's so funny. It is so like, Junior, like Dominic is so fun. I mean, I always thought he was great when we were shooting the show, but like, if you knew him as a real life guy, he is the most soft spoken, lovely gentleman, like, adoring his wife and so respectful and then to see him play junior it's just <laughs> gold it's so fucking good that's so cool yeah yeah damn
1: yeah it really is like it gets me through so much shit like i i don't really exercise a ton but i got these kettlebells i'm like what can i do while i do kettlebells i'm like Sopran- sopranos is like my <laughs> go-to for everything And like god ralph cifaretto is such a fucking horrible guy but uh, he's he's such a hilarious actor i mean yeah the writing is really like it's the it nothing touches it the the yeah. the way that you guys talk to you know Tony and Carmela it's like it's like the most realistic way a kid would talk to their parents it's it's yeah. amazing
3: do you go, yeah. do you always try and stay like watching it in order Or will you just pop on any random episode i'll
1: try I'll usually go in order but I could I could do I could put on any episode like I mean God damn Christopher makes me laugh so hard. I and mean, every character just makes me laugh. I don't think there's yeah. a character that I don't like. It's just like and I think that speaks to like just the writing is like so top notch. Mm-hmm. It's so good, but uh everything's good. And shit. Uh my buddy Christopher Stefano said he saw uh Tony Sirico in a in a store and it just like made him so happy. And I was like, "Oh, that's the Sopranos. The show just like makes you happy I think it's yeah. like so that's why Taylor is shocked that I can just rewatch it because of the violence but like I know when to look away I'm not gonna like you know like the strip club episode with Ra- like I'm not gonna look at those scenes like that no. seems you know there's certain scenes you just know to kind of bail on and then you get all the funny scenes of like yeah. Tony with Dr. Melfi and like I don't want to fuck my mother it's like hilarious yeah you know?
2: <laughs>
3: I remember at like my confirmation or my communion, whatever the, the last one is, I think it was confirmation. The, um, I invited a bunch of people from Sopranos and like Tony Sirico showed up and like the double breasted suit. <laughs> with, like he came over to me and like pulled an envelope out of his out of his jacket and gave me a kiss on the cheek. And he's like, hey, I'm proud of you, you know, like the whole thing. But I remember like inviting them made my confirmation zero about me. <laughs> everybody from my family was just like staring at them the entire. So like I was able to go out and sneak smoking cigarettes and do whatever I wanted because my whole family was just watching their table. You know, it was like Vincent Pastore who played Big Pussy, Tony, sure. always good, and they all brought someone who. Looked more like they were in the mafia than they yeah did, yeah like they're like this this is my cousin Vinnie the hat and you're like okay all <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my family is like Irish and they're talking about like how good the food and like they're like this gravy is terrible like you like you, you shouldn't you don't know good at real at pasta and this and oh. we're just <laughs> That
2: was my favorite was they always had like one guy that was always with them. I remember Cutter was going through my, my husband was going through my phone recently looking for a number and he was like, who's big Mike. I was like, Oh, well, (laughs) that was Tony's friend. It's always around.
1: (laughs) Goddamn
0: um look hey thanks for taking the time i think that's my pleasure look dude um uh, it's so great to see all your success and i'm and we'll thank you when this is all over dude uh i'd love for us to get a lunch together that we both remember
1: and (laughs) um, i remember it now
0: yeah yeah. uh it's at sam morrell m-o-r-r-i-l on twitter and instagram he has a podcast that he does with his girlfriend uh and stand up taylor tomlinson um, this is important to me. It's a movie podcast and then it's special. I got this. It's on comedy central standup, uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. Just YouTube. Uh, my name Just it's, it's YouTube. The first name come it up. comes up. It's very funny. And, thanks. um, and your, your Twitter is actually, you're like very active and very funny on there too. What so. else
1: am I going to do, dude? I mean, like, what else am I going to do but tweet yeah. dumb jokes? No, right it's now? Great, it's great, like, The laughing. world's on fire. <laughs> uh, great to again. Be
2: yeah, you too.